the Great Gore Debate. Two men from two totally different generations and both want to be mayor. Joining us is incumbent Tracy Hicks. He's 70. He's lived in Gore his entire life. He's been mayor for 18 years. Kia ora, good evening, Tracy. Kia ora, Karen. Uh, good to be here. Glad you're here. And the only other candidate at 23, Ben Bell, is the owner of a tech startup business. Kia ora, good evening, Ben. Kia ora, Karen. How are we? Very well, thank you. Great that you're both here. And you can text us at home with your thoughts on the performance of these mural hopefuls and your questions. You can text us on 2101. Plus, we have the good people of Gore who are posing their own questions to our guests. And gentlemen, please feel free to chime in when you see an opportunity with your opponent and enjoy the chance to speak directly to your voters. So let's begin with you, Ben Bell. How long have you lived in Gore and where have you come from? So I've lived in Gore um, over 18 months now, um, and I grew up all over the place, uh, moved around a lot as a kid, um, but the family home's up in uh, Otaki on the Kapiti Coast. Why'd you come to Gore? I moved down here for my business, um, so I was up in Palmerston North, um, where I started the company, uh, and found that I had more and more clients down here in Gore, so it made the most sense to be closest to my clients. And Tracy Hicks, are you a pair of safe hands or past your mural use-by? How much enthusiasm have you got left for the gig? Oh, I've got plenty of enthusiasm, Karen. Um, this is a fantastic community and one that um, you know, I've uh, been around for a long time, but one I'm pretty passionate about. And um, I just, um, you know, I'm itching uh, to, uh, to carry on with the role. There's lots of challenges out there. Uh, absolutely, at every direction you look. Uh, we've got reform coming at us, and uh, the next three years is going to be pretty interesting for um, whoever sits around the council table. Um, and, and I guess that's not just a Gore uh, challenge; it's a, it's a you know nationwide challenge. But uh, particularly in small communities, um, it is going to be uh, going to be interesting. But I think we've got some you know potential candidates that will be blooming good ca- um, councillors and um, and a pretty good staff team. So I think together. Uh, we can just about get ourselves through. You've had a good practice at that, Tracy. <laughs> at speaking. That's right. uh, That's so, right. Tracy and Ben, let's focus on some of the issues for residents in the district. Uh, we'll start with this question, mm-hmm. which comes from Mrs. Burns, who lives in Gore. I've been associated with Gore for eighty-two years. My particular gripe is water rationing. The council have allowed the dairy farmers to take millions of litres of water from our river. And in the summer, we're on water restrictions. It doesn't seem a fair go for people who, like me, like to grow their own vegetables. You need water and to have some flowers as well. Well, I would like to know if you are going to continue to impose water restrictions on our, our, our citizens. Yes. That's Mrs Burns. Ben, let's start with you. What do you say to Mrs Burns about water rationing? Do you need to water, uh, ration water in Gore and why? But I think you, you, I think this you is do. This for, for Ben. Um, oh, sorry. Yep, so I, I think you do. Um, um, rationing's in places so that the, the farmers can, can do their job and do their job effectively. Um, obviously, we want enough water to go around for everyone, um, but sometimes that just isn't the case. Uh, we don't get to control how much water comes down. 
from the sky. Um, and so we have to do it so that everyone gets their, their fair share and that people who need it for um, jobs and livelihood um, get it first and then people who uh, need it recreationally, uh, you know, might have to get it second. That's just the way it is sometimes. But Ben, it doesn't seem fair for Mrs Burns. If you were Mayor, couldn't you find a way to let her use her hose all year round? Could you make a commitment to her right now on the programme that you wouldn't impose restrictions on her water use so she can water her vegetables and her flowers? Doesn't seem too much to ask. I I couldn't do that without looking at what our water restrictions currently are. And given that the council has just agreed to take less from um, as part of the the water um, amounts that they're allowed to take, uh, then no, I, I I couldn't give her that guarantee right now. Unfortunately, I would like to I'd like to have a look and see what we can do. Absolutely, um, but without being in office, I I wouldn't be able to do that. Well, Tracy, you know all about the water restrictions, having had to impose them. What do you say to Mrs. Burns? Um, well, there's a couple of issues here, Karen, and um, she's talking about uh, farmers doing a lot of irrigating. Um, so the consents for irrigating do come from a council, but they certainly don't come from, from this council. Uh, they come from the regional council, Environment Southland. So there's certainly a, a, a very active discussion going on at the moment about the allocations that have been given out uh, and um, to where that's going to end up, I'm not sure. But... Uh, aside from that, we, we have consents in Gore uh, to take a certain amount of water out. And when the, when the river gets low, uh, then we have to cut back what we use. So there's virtually no time during the year that we can actually take the water out to the, to the volume that our consents um, allow uh, because of river levels uh, and, and actually the demand at the time. So... Um, Look, water restrictions are um, like they're not something that anybody wants to do, um, but the the uh, the life and the uh, the livelihood of the the community and the river have got to come into some balance at some point in time because we get our water from wells, and now the wells are hydraulically connected to the river, and the the level of the river uh, dictates what can come out of the wells. Okay, well, water obviously the new gold, uh, you know, globally, uh, yeah, and we we have another question from a Gore resident about water management. Uh, what is your stance on the three waters proposed reforms? I'm afraid that any candidate who um, is against the three waters government three waters proposal um, will be getting my vote. I, I just feel that. The taking over of, by central government of local authority infrastructure is quite immoral. So, Tracy, you're against Three Waters as a council. He'll have he'll have your vote. Yeah. Look. Um, well, there's, there's 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 more than one issue in this particular question as well, uh, Karen. But th there is no doubt that um, wa um, Three Waters and the the management of water has to change over um, right across the country. We're, a, we're not opposed to that at all. Um, but what we are opposed to is the manner in which the government have proposed this particular reform. Um, we believe that uh, the model that NZTA or Wakakatahi use now, where it's a sort of roughly a 50-50 split between central and local government uh, in terms of managing our roads, would be a really good model 
uh, for water um, uh, funding into the future rather than the one that they've proposed. So acknowledge, and the council absolutely acknowledges that there is a need for reform. We can't keep doing the same thing that we've been doing for the last 50 or 60 or 80 years because it doesn't work. We've just got to find the right model. We think the Waka Katahi model is one that the government should be looking at, but for whatever reason, they've said uh, at this point, no. But we're, you know, I uh, strongly um, submitted to the select committee on uh, three water reform in Wellington just recently and got a pretty good hearing there, I have to say. And will that man have your vote, Ben, for not supporting it? I'd like to think he does. Um, we've we've had multiple chats about three waters in the community. Um, Tracy's absolutely right. You can't continue to do what they've been doing for the last 50 to 60 years, which is just not investing the money that they rate for in infrastructure. That money's just been going elsewhere. So to no, say you're I'd love to be in the same position as Invercargill are, um, where they have good infrastructure and they can turn around to central government and be like, hang on a minute, we've been looking after our pipes, we've got good infrastructure. In the Gore District, we're simply not in that situation. You're not been looking after the pipes, pipes the Tracy. Yeah, it's a bit like it from, uh, from Ben's perspective, but uh, that that's not right. Uh, there is a there's been a lot of uh, investment go into pipes, and right at the very mo at moment, uh, we've probably got the biggest infrastructure spend on the council books that there's ever been, certainly in the last twenty years, but probably in the last fifty or sixty years. Uh, bringing it. That's that's incorrect. There's a there's then. a report that was done. There was a report that was done in 2017 that says that only 20% of the money that was rated for wastewater um, improvements was actually spent there. So unless you're you're lying, are you the lying there or or going back on your I word don't now? Believe I believe um, I'd love to case. see that one, Ben, because um, that's um, that's not something that uh, rings the bell with me at all. I can so, the article. Absolutely so, fine. So neither candidate uh, supports Three Waters as it stands right now. What about residents who want the Three Waters reform to go ahead? What's no, up with you, look, Ben? Look, Karen. Oh, okay. I think I think you'd I think you'd struggle to find those people, especially in the Gore District. Um, talking to the you know the rural communities in particular who have a very strong voice on this matter. Um, they don't want to give their assets up to central government. They they think they've been paying paying for on generation so they're, they're not really too sure why the infrastructure isn't up to standard and now why that we need help from central government absolutely i i understand that we we do need it we're in a bit of a sticky situation now um but i think you'd you'd find struggle to find people who were for the three waters reform as it stands and would you agree with that tracy i mean there's not that many people oh. really in the gore district altogether something like un just under fourteen thousand. Mm, that's right. That's, that's right. Um, <clears throat> look, I have had a number of people come to me and tell me that they, they recognise the need for change. However, uh, I haven't come across anybody that really uh, is pro the government's model, um, but the need for change is um, undoubted and, and will, will have to happen in some, in some form or other. It's interesting that Ben talks about um, the rural community being pro uh, three water, uh, throwing, or throwing three waters reform out. Actually, three waters, um, the proposals in that sphere don't relate to the rural community one little bit. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's an interesting situation we're in. This is really an urban challenge. Why, why are the uh, likes of Groundswell and, and the rural community so passionate about it then? You should if ask them that, to the Sorry, oh, what I was that? What was that, Tracy? 
I said, you should ask them about it, if you're talking about groundswell. Have you asked them? You're, you're big on communication, Ben, so when you if, when or if you get in, uh, you're, you want to communicate with the constituents of Gore, so how are you planning on doing that? Absolutely. So, yep, I've gone out and talked to the, the rural communities. We've actually done a town hall talk to guys. They had a very lovely discussion with us about their views on Three Waters and what the, the rural community is. Um, there's been a lot of we've I've communicated with lots of people. We've done it. We've done caravan sessions out in the community where people have brought us all sorts of great ideas um, that they say they haven't been able to share with their councillors or or haven't got through the council table. So we really need to figure out where the the link is there that's missing um, and fix that. It's old school communication though, isn't it? Somebody coming from a you know a tech background, you must be able to come up with some new ideas. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Yeah, there's you've got the wonders of social media and apps and all sorts of things these days but to get through to our we've got a we've got an aging population here as well so you do have to stick with the traditional media of getting in the newspaper and doing pamphlet drops and just going and talking to those communities as well it isn't all about making things super high tech for communication well commu- communication was another big issue for some of your constituents uh, this school resident has been feeling way out of the loop Things just happen and, and the, the ratepayers know nothing about it. They're told nothing. Putting an apple tree in somewhere, that doesn't matter, uh, matter. But if they're going to be doing things that are going to cost hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, well, they need to tell us what's going on. How about communicating much better on all these major works that are done around the place so, Tracy, what's been going on that you haven't kept residents in the loop? Um, well, I guess, uh, well, from from where I sit, I see the communication that goes out uh, through the newspaper and through the various apps and, and, and all the various channels that, that we have, and it, it's extensive. So um, I, I know that we everybody can always do it better, um, but I know that there's been an awful lot of communication go out. And yeah, like, I I guess He's I don't just, know what you're the saying. He hasn't found it. He hasn't looked for um, it. Um, well, you shouldn't have to look for it. And I, I acknowledge that we can always do better. Absolutely, but I do know that there is a hang of a lot of uh, communication goes out. Well, Tracy, you're on record as saying you're focused on Gore's ageing population, which Ben mentioned. Mm. What about the youth of Gore? Are there many, if any? Yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> quite a lot, actually. Um, yes, Do they get a look uh, so, at? Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got some great youth here. We've got some pretty challenged ones as well. Uh, and we've got some some really good initiatives that are, um, are going on. In fact, probably one that is um, breaking a whole lot of barriers uh, across the country is a, a program called Hokanui Huanui. Um, and it's a, it's a program that uh, looks at um, youth from zero, age zero, right through to uh, 24. And where uh, somebody has a challenge along the way, um, then there is somebody watching that uh, particular situation and able to step in and either help the individual that is having the challenge, whether it be at school or whether it be at home, um, challenges with the police, whatever, um, and work with the individual, but also work with the family. And having some really good feedback and um, results from from that sort of thing. 
Um, but certainly, look, we've got an incredibly strong youth council um, and one that has a very loud voice, uh, one that challenges the councillors, I'd have to say, with some of the ideas that they come up with, but um, pretty exciting too. Well, Ben, you mentioned Gore's ageing population, that you would look after them. And so for the youth of Gore, what will you bring to the table if you get in as mayor? I think it's encouraging people to come back to Gore. So there's a lot of people who are young in Gore and then decide to go off to university and then don't want to come back. They don't, they don't see the need or the want or anything like that. So we've got to make it attractive to young people to, to come back and want to live in Gore. Um, you've got to you've got to show people our uh, affordable housing that we've got. You know, Matara is, is a great place to to buy a home and, and get a, a decently deposited home. Um, you How know, much? We've got great How much is the like Dollarmore Park and the ice rink and things? You know, places where useful people can can come and come back to. What What's the average price house price in Gore at the moment? In Gore or Matara? Oh well, Matara either or. Um. So in Matara, I believe, uh, was just talking to someone who got theirs uh, three-bedroom house for two hundred and fifty thousand, which is you know with house prices around the country, that's that's pretty good. Um, with with Gore, you're, you're looking at about a hundred thousand more. And did you buy a house yourself there, or are you looking to to purchase one? Uh, yes, the the house that I'm in, I um, co-own with with my parents, um, and am doing it up at the moment, actually, slowly but surely. Right, let, let's get on to some of the issue, more of the issues with um, constituents. And it sounds like you've got some really big issues with recycling. This man wants to know exactly what's going on, please. They used to recycle, and now all of a sudden, that all you, all you put in the recycling bin is glass only. If, I don't know where the glass goes. If it goes to recycling or goes to does it go to landfill or what? end of the day it's that's why we paid for it to get picked up at the gate i'd like to know what they're going to do with the recycling whether they're going to start it up again or is it just going all to landfill you know all the other towns like in the car with they've got yellow bins and they put plastic cardboard like we used to have here in gore so tracy why have you stopped recycling oh look this this goes back a couple of years and um we, we had a partnership with Southern District Council and Invercargill City Council um, for uh, recycling. And we got to a point where there were some challenges around identifying where the recycling was going to. And uh, both Southern District Council and um, Gore District, after a lot of um, soul searching and discussions with uh, Invercargill City decided to pull out of that particular arrangement. Now, I acknowledge the, the issue that the man has raised, uh, and it's one that is certainly very high on my agenda. Rethinking waste is something that uh, I don't know of any of the councillors around the table now, and also new candidates who don't want that to be, if not number one, number two um, job on the, on the task for the next uh, six months and to work it out how we do it, where we do it, um, who we partner with uh, to get it back up and running. Because it's been a disappointing uh, result for me. It's been a disappointing result for the council. Um, but there is recycling going on at the moment. We've got an, a fantastic group in town called Pakeke, 
And they're doing all cardboard and paper and aluminum cans and that sort of thing. The man is, is right about glass and there's, so it looks like there's some new opportunities just uh, on the immediate horizon where we uh, can do some quite special stuff with glass. Um, so look, there are opportunities there, but a major focus on rethinking waste uh, is very much on the council's plans. What, been too little too late? Should have moved yeah, faster? Yeah, I find it interesting that at once that Tracy's talking about um, doing something in the next six months when the council meeting that I attended, um, they moved a motion to deal with the next annual plan. So um, it's interesting that all of this stuff is now happening with the election rolling in. Um, we had a great town talk on recycling where one of those lines members came. Um, and then there seems to be a whole lot of movement from council afterwards. So I'll let the, let the public read into that what they want to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the question that I also have, and I've heard lots of rumours, is where is the glass going at the moment, uh, which is what the man asked. Where is it going, Tracy? Glass being, the glass is being stored at the moment. Where? Absolutely. Uh, it's stored in council pro uh, on council property. Really? So paying for the storage of bottles. A large warehouse of recycled glass. <laughs> no. Rather unusual. Uh, look, gentlemen, uh, let's end with a question to you both. Tracy, you're 70, Ben, you're 23. There's 47 years age difference between you. Tracy, what do you know that Ben can't possibly know? <laughs> I'm not sure where to start, actually. Um, I guess Ouch. just growing up in Matera. Um, living the, the life that I have, um, being a retailer, seeing the ups and downs of, of business, of councils. Um, I've been involved as a, a councillor on uh, a regional council as well as borough councils and district councils. Um, uh, yeah, look, I've, I guess I've had an opportunity to see and be part of a, a lot of life. I've, and I've had a I'm not found, not anywhere near the end of my life, but I've had a very good life to date, and and I appreciate it. And it's been this community that's allowed me to um, to live that, and um, and I want to keep giving back as much as I possibly can. So, what do I know that Ben doesn't know? How do you work that out? I don't know, but I've got seventy years of experience. Right, he's forty-seven years behind you. I'll flip the question to you, Ben. What do you know that Tracy can't possibly know? Oh, I think I think there's a there's a lot more that Tracy knows that I don't know. But I I think that also comes with a, a bit of a bit of stale. And what I've heard around the community is that people are looking for a bit of change. You know, eighteen years. Tracy, I've got to give it to him. He's he's definitely done a really really good service to this district. But I think people are looking for something different and to head down a slightly different path. Um, so that's maybe something that I know that he doesn't know, um, that people are just, just wanting something a bit fresh and, and some new ideas to come to the table. Um, and that, that's hard to do when you've been in government such a, such a long time. Well, Ben Bell, thank you very much. Thank you. And Tracy Thanks Hicks, thank you. Thank you for coming along to this debate tonight. There's only two of you, so may the best man win. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Thank you.